Hey, good evening, everybody. Thank you for tuning in again on another Thursday night. You know, we come to come to you right here live via StreamYard on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And then we're also on Spotify. You know, all the ones that's like scrolling across the bottom, that's where we are. You know where we're at. But if you're watching and you're listening, I want to say thank you so much for your support, for everything that you have done um, throughout our seasons and I really do appreciate it so like I said once again thank you um, and thank you for tonight tonight we have a special guest who is Marquise Lumpton of the TCP Network and I'm gonna let him kind of tell you more about what that is um, it's very exciting and to know that he's out here doing amazing things and some great things for his local community and abroad and so we're going to get him up soon. But you know how I got to do. I got to go over everything, right? So we got to, what? Like, follow, and share. We got to like, follow, and share every platform that we want. So you know, it's a long thing. But hey, it works. It's good. You could do it. And so like, follow, and share all our platforms, what I just mentioned. And then we're also on um, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Amazon Music, and the list goes on. And while you're there, definitely subscribe. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and like and follow all of our pages. So I guess I am just tongue-tied tonight. I don't know what the deal is, but we're going to keep going. And uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to play a little bit of um, some sponsor information. And we'll be back with Marquise, okay? According to Sasha Podcast Show is brought to you today by Platinum Magazine, where you can find articles on love, relationship, and business. The editor-in-chief and founder is Tamika Johnson, aka the matchmaking attorney. To get your copy of the summer issue, visit www.platinummagazine.online. Entrepreneurship, small business, something that everybody would love to do, making their own money. And this is what we will be talking about one according to Sasha. All right, all right, you guys. Here is Marquise Lumpton. Thank you for being on the show. <laughs> Yes, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Oh, Glad to be on. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. So everybody, I want you to make sure that you chime in tonight, ask your questions. You know, when we have our professionals here, this is the perfect time to find out what you need to find out. You never know if you are aligned with your business and the things that you want to do. So here's the time right now to do that. And so, Marquise, there is one question that I love asking all of my professionals. Let me see if it's going to stump you. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, who is Marquise Lumpton? Who is Marquise Lumpton? Um, well, uh, first, um, uh, he's a father. Um, uh, uh, second, he's a husband. And, and third, he's an entrepreneur. Uh, um, fourth, he's a, a community member um, of, of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a Morgan State graduate. Um, I, I graduated Morgan State in 2011 with my master's degree in, um, in media management. 
And um, I got my undergraduate at uh, Shippensburg University uh, in journalism. So uh, I'm a media guy uh, through and through. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. So you, Morgan State, up in, in Maryland is where you graduated from. All right. Yes, ma'am. I was going to, that was on my list of schools I was thinking about going to, but I ended up at Norfolk State, so. Hey, look, it's never too late to go back. <laughs> oh, I, I did everything. <laughs> look, I'm not going to be a career student. That I'm done with all of that. I got the masters. That's it. I'm done. <laughs> but thank you so much for being on the show. So tell me, now, were you always interested in getting into journalism and media before you went to college? Um, uh, honestly, no. Um. Funny story, I wanted to be a comedian, um, and and my mom was like, I'm not sending you to school to be a comedian, and I was like, oh, oh all right, so then let me find uh, the next closest thing um, to being a comedian, and um, and and that was, that was um, being a radio personality, mm-hmm. uh, so, so I started, um, uh, started, started off in college, um, and, and then after college, it, it, it was weird because um, I graduated from college in 2007. And, and that was like right when the economic downturn hit. Okay. Uh, uh, so, so like there was like two and a half years that I was a club DJ. Um, and then I make a tra- and then I made a transition to Morgan State um, and, and getting into journalism and being a news reporter. And then everything like struggle all right yeah so with that that tracks it's interesting so you went from being a dj into you know being radio personality and then you went to school came out with your journalism degree and so how long had you been working in like your field of journalism um well i've been working in the field of journalism now for uh 12 and a half going on 13 years okay wonderful so what do you like best about it um i'm a people person um i like to connect with people um i i I like to tell people's story Mm -hmm. um i like this part of journalism more the entrepreneurial journalism part i like that more versus uh, the hard news um, again i was a news reporter i was a news anchor mm-hmm. um, um I, I like uh doing it on my own terms um versus being within the industry because in the industry um in news mm-hmm. there's there's this thing called if it bleeds it leads mm-hmm. um so that just means that the most egregious the most craziest stories get the most coverage um, they're, they're on the top of the newscast. Mm-hmm. So that's why you see a lot of death and destruction when you turn on a newscast, you know, six o'clock, five o'clock, what have you. Mm-hmm. That's for a reason. That's by design. So um, so I really didn't see myself being part of that wheel. Um, so, so I really enjoy the stories that we're telling now because we're telling the stories that are falling in between the cracks. Um, we're telling the stories of the faces and places and people uh, that won't typically get um on the news uh, when we're talking about people of color um especially when we're talking about black people when we're talking about people that look like you and i mm-hmm. you know um i've been in newsrooms where the producer and i passed um uh, mugshot after mugshot after mugshot just because the person or people 
don't fit this scary mantra. Mm. So, so again, now I really enjoy again telling the stories of the people um, and places and faces uh, that look like us and news that you can use, not just the uh, glamouring blitz, not just the sexy headlines or anything mm-hmm. like that, but actual news that you'll rewatch um, because there's some nuggets of information that you can use. Wonderful, wonderful. So that leads me to my next question because we know we're going to talk about that network that you have. TCP Network, the culture yes. professional. So I saw where, you know, three of you guys got together, fathers, and you really created a community within your, your media reach and, and really displaying a lot of the news, like yes. you said, out there in your community and so forth. So tell me a little bit about, you know, why you did it. You, you already touched on some of it. But kind of going a little bit more, mm-hmm. but then also, what's the the purpose behind the name of the network? Um, well, uh, um, uh, again, my uh, radio background. Uh, um, um, I, I always heard the word urban, 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 and and that was one of the things that I always hated being in the radio industry because I'm like, it's black, like just just call it what it is, is black, mm-hmm. you, you know. Um, I, so. So when we were coming up with the name, we were like, well, this is for this is for black people, this is for brown people, this is for people of color, but I don't want to necessarily concentrate on the color aspect of it. Mm-hmm. I want to concentrate on the cultural aspect of it. You know, um, uh, so we were bouncing um, our name, names around and, and uh, back in my freelance days, um, one of my frat brothers had a nightlife company um, mm-hmm. called LITM, Living in the Moment. Um, and, and I did some uh, free freelance work for them uh, for sponsorships. Mm-hmm. And, and they identified um, um, black up-and-coming professionals, brown up-and-coming for professionals. They identified them as cultured professionals. Okay. So as I'm writing these proposals, like I'm, I'm writing the word cultured professional at least 50 times. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that term just always just stuck out. Um, and then when it came time uh, for, for, for me to create this podcast and to create this platform, mm-hmm. uh, again, where culture professional just stood out. And, and it, it was like, you know what? I'm a sucker for acronyms. Uh, <laughs> and and it, it, it was like, all right, I don't want to call it CPC, you know, uh, 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 CPO. And, and then uh, uh, one day it was like, you know what? Why don't I put the in front of culture professional mm-hmm. TCP? All right, there it is. I love it. I love it. And, and then you're adding a twist to it because, like you said, you're t- you're removing that that stigma of oh everything has to be urban. And then when you automatically think urban, you're gonna think about the the disenfranchised black and brown communities. And so with you doing the culture part of it, it's like you know we're gonna raise this up another level. You know we're all professionals. And we're going to highlight what we're doing. And in that, I know that you are on, you're everywhere. You're on YouTube, Roku, you got a podcast, radio station. And I'm just like, you know, kind of just drawn back because it's really good to see that and that you're really, you know, taking the realms and going forward with it. So tell me a little bit about, um, has it been a challenge for you to even set up your network and really to get out there and beat the streets with everything that you're doing? Oh yes! Oh oh yes! It, 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 it's a challenge. It, it's a challenge every. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, uh, we have this moniker, uh, trust. 
it's it's a hashtag mm-hmm. uh and and trust your dopeness it's that little voice inside you that says that you can um uh e- e- even though uh, on the outside it, it may look like it may not happen uh trust that little voice within uh and and that's really uh what what we uh try to mimic that's what we really try to live by um but we talk about the inception mm-hmm. of, of TCP. Uh, it is a embodiment of trusting your dopeness. Yeah. Um, um, I was I was doing work in Philadelphia, uh, moved back home to Lancaster, PA, uh, where I saw that there was just just an absence of, of black and brown media, mm-hmm. um, especially in central Pennsylvania. So we decided to undertake this task. Um, and again, the inception of it, I was an adjunct professor. Um, and, and by little, each paycheck, um, I, I bought something different for the podcast station. Mm-hmm. You know, first, first it started off with the microphone, little by little. Bought one microphone, bought another microphone, bought another microphone. Because, yes, I was an adjunct, but I was a part-time adjunct. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, you know, the money was flowing in or anything like that. You right. know? So little by little, by little, like the bird was making its nest, like mm-hmm. that Kenyan proverb says. Um, so so, so, so that's, that's really what made me, uh, I'm, I'm proud with TCP is that uh, we we started off um, in in a, a defunct studio mm-hmm. in a community center uh, and moved on to a three thousand a square foot studio mm-hmm. and media center and, and that's all you know your dopeness being meticulous in your doings. That's wonderful. And it's kind of stick right here a little bit. I'm going to kind of touch on the entrepreneurship side of it because one of the things that a lot of people will look at, like in different industries, sometimes the entrepreneurship side is not always looked into it as much because it's like, oh, I'm in media, so I don't really have to, I just need to focus on what media does, you know, and all the steps it takes to make it successful. So, and I like the point that you made, how you took the opportunity to start building it. Like you said, getting that nest together. You were building, you're getting pieces here, buying pieces there. And and that really showed that diligence and you really trusting your dopeness, the dopeness in that and going forward. And so I really wanted to kind of hone in on that. And then for all the entrepreneurs that are out here that are watching and listening, because, you know, these are the things that you do when you're starting, when you have that desire to do something and when you are ready to start rolling with it, the first thing you do is start preparing. And and even with your example, Marquise, it's like, you know, you, you knew what you wanted to do and you started to build and build and build until you were ready to go into the community center and start doing the small things. And so I just want to say that to you guys out there, you know, use this as an example, like no matter where you are in your business or your planning or your thoughts, just start piecemealing it together until you're ready to really launch it. And then you have something to stand on. And so, yeah, I just want to really bring that in. And so with that, back to you, Marquise, <laughs> um, you know, when you say you started off in the community center and now, you know, a little birdie said that you got like, what, 3000 square feet now of a media center. You yeah. know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Congratulations. This January. <laughs> oh, 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 right. January. That's you, wonderful. You. So, I, you know, and I, I just have to actually mention this too because it's like I saw who you're, um, who you, who you are inspired by. You know, we said Tyler Perry and Byron Allen. Byron Allen, he's out here just buying up everything. He's been, 
He's been doing his thing forever. And he right, I think he just right. he just bought something recently. Another uh station or some type of outlet, media outlet he just recently bought like a week or two ago. But you know, you talk about yeah. media mogul. Yeah. He's, um, <laughs> wonderful yeah yeah and then with you building and, and kind of going i mean you never know that could be next for you too and then we'll be seeing you again and next year it'll be like oh my gosh he was on our show look at him now <laughs> it's always good to think you know to think in a way that you if you're already following the steps now and 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 just seeing what your vision has been so far is it can only go up from here you know so that's one thing i firmly believe in so i hope that does happen you know sooner than later for you and that way you continue to make impact with your community and even you know more you know broader and with that um i know that you got a special partnership recently so let's talk about that yes. partnership Yes, absolutely. Um, we just got a, uh, a partnership uh, uh, with a uh, local foundation uh, in in uh, central Pennsylvania. It's called the Emerald Foundation, mm -hmm. and uh, what they do, they they are the leaders in esports um, in in Pennsylvania. Um, and and what uh, people don't uh, don't don't know just yet is that um, esports has a huge journalistic aspect to it, uh, whether it's writing blogs, whether it's um, uh, streaming, mm -hmm. or, or whether it's, you know, your basic newscast talking about the latest games, the latest mm -hmm. technology. Uh, so, so we're combining our journalism aspect um, to, to their esports community. 
Uh, we will also be housing um, an esports team, uh, both adults and um, and and kids. Um, but unlike the other uh, sixteen areas, uh, sixteen clubs around here, mm-hmm. um, we'll be focusing on the culture. Uh, so we'll be connecting kids that look like us, mm-hmm. um, black kids, brown kids, with esports um, because it's more than just uh, um, playing the video game or a- anything like that. Like we're talking about a billion dollar industry yeah. uh, that, that 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 we really don't have access to outside of just playing the games. And and there's so much more to it uh, that we're really looking forward um, to to I- introduce not only these kids but these mm-hmm. adults to as well. Yeah. Um, because opportunities um, because for for these jobs, you really don't necessarily need um, a degree for it. You just need the experience. Mm-hmm. So if we can be that conduit between, you know, a, a career and experience, we're really looking forward um, to being that again, whether it's with adults or with kids. That's wonderful. Now, who would have thought that, I mean, because this is a big industry, like you said, you know, who would have thought that just, you know, sitting there playing, you know, what, back in the days you had your Atari, you know, you had your Sega Genesis, you had your Nintendo, you know, then you had your PlayStation and all the different versions and your Xbox and everything. So who would have thought that playing, so I should have, I should have kept up with my Street Fighter and my Mortal Kombat. I could be in esports right now. <laughs> I could be right there making some money, like, you know, and, and, and a lot of times we we think about it and you have your kids, you know, and you're like, okay, get off that game. Stop doing this. You know, you're always doing it. But now it's like, there's a purpose now, <laughs> you know, they have something to, to strive for other than just being an adult gamer. You know, you can actually get into esports and, and really, you know, maximize the opportunity. So that's really wonderful that you have the partnership. Yeah, that is awesome. Yes, and um, uh, the the crazy thing is, mm-hmm. um, uh, the crazy thing is when you um when you talk about like uh like like the streaming and, and the gamers and the people that actually play the games, um, that's only one percent of the industry. Like the gamers, that people that actually play the games are only one percent of the industry. So the journalism, mm-hmm. the developers the testers, the bloggers and everything like they make up that whole community mm. um, and, and the people that actually sit there and, and play the games and, and everything and stream it, they're, they're the 1% of it. So, so like there's just, I mean, there's just massive amount of opportunities with this. And, and it, it, it's funny cause I had this on conversation with my mom today. Cause she's like, Oh, um, your daughter plays video games too much and i'm like i mean but she's in advanced coding mm-hmm. like this is going to be her thing like a woman encoder in, in coding yeah we just finished watching um hidden figures for like the 10th time you know <laughs> like this is this is it yeah yeah why you not know? make so it fun it's just funny. yeah right exactly <laughs> exactly that's funny, you know, and I mean, that's all, that's all STEM, you know, because, you know, even with the STEM programs that they had, I mean, right before the pandemic, you heard a lot about all the STEM programs they had in the schools and everything. So it's like these kids these days, they are like 
they are, they're almost like as if they're born with this geniusness in them for technology. And so it's like, why not develop it? And if they learn by way of playing games, then, you know, but they're getting that aspect, like you said, the coding part of it. And that's what they're going into. At least it's beneficial on both ends. You know, they're having fun with it, but they're also making something happen out of it, you know, in the way of they their understanding. And so, and speaking of that, yeah. you have a nonprofit side of your business too, that you work with the youth. So tell me about that, the name of the business and I mean, the nonprofit and what you do with that. Um, all right. So, um, um, our, our nonprofit is called positive media Academy. Um, and what we do with that, we do journalism training. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, so I was, I was on the board, um, in Philadelphia for, uh, Philly camp channel 66, which is the public access channel in Philadelphia. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, um, while I was there, I, I literally saw people's lives change. Mm -hmm. um, in just a handful of years, they would come in um, uh, with no media skills. And in just two years time, uh, they would learn how to shoot, how to write, how to edit, um, all of that. Mm -hmm. And then they would apply for the, the uh, videographer clubs uh, for the local news station. Mm -hmm. and, and just a year ago, I started seeing some of those same people now um get jobs for amazon mm -hmm. um uh, now uh, uh um get jobs for netflix uh get jobs for universal um so mm -hmm. i saw there um on people be able to to change their lives in media in in a matter of years mm -hmm. so i said that's central pennsylvania um, where we're like, there's a bunch of these small towns. And when you think of small towns, you don't think of a lot of opportunity. So again, with these jobs, you don't need the, um, the degree for you need the skill set. you know? Mm -hmm. So, so let us be that conduit and, and, and offer people literally life changing skills so that they can change their situation and possibly end up working for universal in four or five years you know mm -hmm. so so that's our thing um with adults mm -hmm. um for the kids we want to get them interested in in, in media and journalism mm -hmm. even more um when we talk about the decision makers in media in news and local news um when we talk about uh the presenters mm -hmm. in, in media and in local news it lacks diversity and that's by design you know, so we want to get kids involved early. We want to get kids educated in journalism early so then we can begin to flood mm -hmm. these uh, newsrooms with black and brown journalists because uh, the wheel's not going to change. If it yeah. leads, it leads. That stuff's not going to change. You're going to keep it the same uh, because that's what's making money. Like, that's the cash cow. Mm -hmm. So if we can inject some more uh, melanation, uh we will we will do that all right all right and 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 then also and it's good with the especially with the young kids that you're working with because you know, they're going to do that on social media anyway you know how many times the kids going to pull out their their, their phone they're going to do the video yeah. they're going to be on tiktok they're going to you know live stream something and talk about it you know so why not harness that creativity and and bring out 
that journalist in them or, you know, the next media, you know, mogul themselves out of it. You know, and, and it's really using those skill sets that are really already there. And um, right. yeah, why not? You know, so that's wonderful. Yeah, we're looking at it um, uh, from um, from the aspect of, um, of of the entertainment realm. Mm-hmm. of the entertainment field of uh, of um hip hop culture to be specific okay. um uh when 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 hip hop culture like really really hit you know you had all of these independent you know hip hop artists and everything mm-hmm. like that people people saying hey check my album out check me out check me mm-hmm. out you know and we're going through that same kind of um uh media cultural revolution mm-hmm. right now with podcasting you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's yo, check my podcast out, check my podcast out, yo, listen to me. So, yeah. so like, I, I, I love where we're at right now mm-hmm. um, because it, it, it feels like a throwback feeling, uh-huh. you, you know, and, um, and, and it gives us a second chance really, um, to get into this industry, mm-hmm. um, get a hold of it and, and really dominate it instead of being exploited for our skills and skill set. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing, too, which you just touched on, you know, with the digital age that we're in, it makes it so much easier, you know, and, and just be able to just get in and just do it. Like everybody has a podcast, everybody's streaming, everybody's doing something. But when you actually add that creative, the creativity part on it with the digital age and the technology and you can really build something out of it and make a platform. I mean, like, just like what, what did Timbaland and, and Swiss Beast do with Versus? Versus, You yeah. know, just on IG itself, you know, do a live and just make a whole, pro- you know, they went from doing it one way to now a big production out of it. But, you know, it, it shows you how much you can leverage the opportunities that comes from your digital platforms. And, and with these kids these days, I mean, like I said, they're going to do it either way. So might as well allow them to gain some skill sets out of it and really, you know, take it to wherever the sky's the limit that comes for them. Yeah, like this is, um, uh, this is, I tell, uh, um, I tell our uh, um, students and even the, the adults, I tell them like, like, like this is the time now mm-hmm. where, where, where like we're in the tapes being sold out of the trunk era, like with, with <laughs> podcasting and, and, and everything yeah. like, like, like you can, you can really make a living from independent podcasting by connecting with local business owners and, and, and everything like that. Like for us, TCP network, mm-hmm. um, we got $90,000 in revenue last year just from, um, our sales and promotions. So like it's, it's real. You can really make a living out here doing this you just have to connect the dots and, and really think about it on on a um, community type type, type level mm-hmm. versus trying to take the nation on or anything like that yeah. like for us we chose to focus on central pennsylvania mm-hmm. and, and and that cities like that that's my city lancaster that's our state capital harrisburg that's york that's lebanon and then all those little towns in between um so so we were <laughs> We, we we really wanted yes VHS tapes like like this is this this is this is that era and yeah. like folks folks our age are uh, us us older uh, us older millennials like we have that ingrained hustle yeah. because we were the ones that you know made the mixtapes and everything we were the ones that recorded music 
off of the radio station <laughs> and everything like that. So, so like all of this media stuff, you know, we, we have it already yeah. ingrained in us, you know, mm-hmm. and, and that's why I just, I, I just love where we're at right now because we're in the wild, wild west of content right now. Yeah, yeah, like, like, um, TikTok and, and everything, and even Instagram, and still Facebook, like. Mm-hmm. Like you can you can become um, uh, somebody of, of influence in, in your community, um, in your region, from the comfort of your own home, and mm-hmm. and that's where we are right now. And and I just I just love that this this new media, it's it's needed. Yeah, you know it's 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 very much needed. Yeah, and, and this and the one of the things that I'm I'm sitting here thinking, I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking about even with myself when you talk about the adults, and like. I would say what last year this time if anybody says Sasha you're gonna do a podcast I'd be like what I'm not doing a podcast like really <laughs> and then my, my boyfriend was just like oh no you need to do a podcast because I what I <laughs> I love doing lives and especially you know getting all into you know the pandemic and I'm getting on TikTok and doing my thing or whatever I started doing lives and yeah. it was you know building that trust with people that you didn't know you know, I, it got, came to a point, they started asking me, you know, advice and all this other stuff. And, you know, we were on, on that live for like two, three, four, five hours. And that's how that came out. And um, even when the whole idea came out, I was still kind of, you know, baby stepping it and everything. But when I did it, finally, here I am. And create a whole production just like that. And so, you know, it's good to kind of get in with those adults because a lot of times, what people don't really, you know, talk about are the things that they may have wanted to do a long time ago and he never did it, you know, when it comes to yeah. us adults, you know. And I've always had people yeah. to say, Sasha, um, you know, you sound like you need to be on radio. You have the voice for it. And I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, and it's crazy <laughs> because what, my, what I was going to major in, I was going to major in mass communications, and uh, when I went to school, and I was just the only reason why I was going to do that because I was going to, you know, follow the footsteps of my big cousin who was going into, you know, mass communications over at Bowie. And I'm like, oh, if he do it, I'm going to do it, you know. And so, yeah. but I ended up going into business. But then over the years, it's like always having an opportunity to speak in front of people, to do this and do that. Never liked it. Now I'm going after all those opportunities and doing those things. So I, when I sit down and really think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, had I went into into it then, where would I be right now? But it's still never too late because it's always, you're always in the right timing of your life to do something. And so now I'm yes. just like, I'm up here doing a podcast, got a whole production, booked up to October, got you up here, got everybody, yes. you know, and, and it's like, and people are seeing it. I mean, even somebody's like, oh yeah, you need to be on my Roku station, you know? So it's so many different things. And I'm just like, Wow. And and I think about the saying that I always have, and it says, I say that what you always shy away from is the thing you end up doing. And I shied away from so many of these things, you know, in my early 20s, in my 30s, and I'm not going to keep going on, you know. (laughs) I'm going to stop right there. But, you know, so really thinking about that with the, the adults, and really harness that and then you're giving them another uh, a, a fresh take on what they can do you know yes. because right now the job market is i mean it's it got shaky because of the pandemic 
But then you still have a lot of people that that learned how to explore new things because of the yes. pandemic. And so yes. it's like if they're going through this exploration phase and like, oh, wow, they can do that, then it's just like, hey, go ahead and do it. So that's really good that you have that nonprofit side of your business to really like, you know, invest in your community and, and really give back to what you're doing and how that really can set you up for even more. Yeah, and, and it's um and, and, and it's funny uh the um uh, the the never too late moniker um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the never too late uh, 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 uh moniker I um um I literally just signed on um to do a internship uh for for a podcasting company based out of San Francisco mm-hmm. um and and my friends we were talking about it um and and my one friend um he does the morning show with me uh he he just got into acting um about about six months ago uh-huh. uh and, and and headlined his first show as uh as, as walter lee younger for uh raising in the sun oh, wow. and and like we were we were going back and forth like yo we're doing this stuff in our late 30s like i'm like yo i'm 38 years old and i'm doing this uh podcast internship like i own my own company you know, mm-hmm. should I really be doing this? And, and he was like, bro, it's never too late. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm 38 years old and I just started this acting stuff. Like, come on, man. We are we are not our parents. This is not the 80s. This is everything's new since the pandemic. Like, right. he's one of those, yeah. you know, uh, uh, glass. Uh, he's one of those uh, glasses overflowing. Uh-huh. I have full head. Like, the glasses overflowing. He's right. one of those type <laughs> people. So, um, so, so, like, yeah, just to uh, hear hear that um affirmation of like oh it's never too late yeah because like you hear those stereotypical things oh well you're this age you should have this this mm-hmm. and this oh you're this age you shouldn't be talking about a pivot or anything like that but when you look at some of um the most successful people whether mm-hmm. it's in business or whether it's in politics um i uh, you you see that um people made pivots yeah at an older age you know, this isn't sports or anything like that. Like, it's not a young man's game right. or anything. Uh, and and uh, uh, yeah, yeah, that that affirmation uh, mm-hmm. and, and that it's never too late moniker. I I love that uh, mm-hmm. because I even think about my mom. Like, my mom, she just got into real estate and flipping homes last year. Wow. You know, um, sixty-seven years old. Yeah. You know, it's 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 never too late. It's definitely not. And and that's the thing, like using this, I'm going to use you as an example. I'm going to talk to the people real quick. But, you know, just like Marquis said, you know, you went and you did the internship. You own your own company, but you're doing an internship. But the thing is, people out there in the world, I want to say, because this is a strategic move as well. Because even though you're doing an internship, you don't know who you're going to meet, you know, in that moment that helps set your business up even more. So people like when you think about these type of things and what you're doing, don't 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 dismiss those things that oh I'm not gonna get paid with an internship. I'm just no, but you're learning more, you're learning skill sets, you're adding value to your business and what you're doing, and you're being strategic, you know. Yes. And just like um like for me, I'm I volunteer I'm actually volunteering with Verizon for one of their micro mentors. So it's like mentor, I'm being a mentor for entrepreneurs and I'm volunteering thank you you know but it's it's you know I'm able to help because I love helping people 
So I'm able to help people. That helps me keep that balance, you know, because I can't do everything for free. But I can help have that balance. But it's still a strategic move because you have a whole database of entrepreneurs. Yes. You know, so you don't know what type of doors that's going to open later on, you know, in years to come or months to come or anything like that. You never know who you're going to meet. And so when you look at these opportunities, it's not only just a strategic move on that side, but depending on what else comes out of it, it could be a marketing move. That's the strategic move. Like you always want to think about strategy and how to position your business for growth, yes. even in the smallest things. So thank you for even doing that and bringing that up because, you know, that's that's a teaching moment right there. You know, people, you know, got to know, like, it's not just your A, B, C, D. Sometimes it's that Z you throw in yeah. there that you're not expecting to do, but you're going to do it. But it could be the thing that makes a difference in everything you do. You know, yeah. so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you for that. But I am going to let you give like some final thoughts. Like if anybody's out there and they want to get into media, they want to get into journalism, no matter what age they are, what are your top three tips for them? Representative 
in our uh, um, area has has helped me in, in in places that that my both my degrees couldn't get me to. Now now I'm pretty sure that they helped once I got there. But but that man ha- has put me in so many rooms and so many situations mm-hmm. to flourish. I mean, I am I am forever forever grateful um, to to him. Yeah, that's good. Yes, everybody. So, um, just want to let you know that. So while he while is everything resetting on Marquise's end, so if you want to go ahead and find out about more about the um, the cultured um, professionals TCP network, you want to go to the website right here www.thetcpnetwork.com. And Marquise, that was some wonderful tips that you gave. Wonderful tips. And um, yeah, so definitely don't be afraid of the no and ask and just. You know, that's all you got to do. You just got to open your mouth and ask. You know, sometimes some people may be happy that you even asked them to be a mentor, you know, because sometimes it's like, oh, you see me, you know, yes. you never know what that you know. it may not be everybody, but you never know who you may come across. Right. And it's always wisdom. You Like you said, always be teachable. And um, and that helps you to sustain your growth of your business and just the longevity alone. So I want to thank you so much for this wonderful conversation, <laughs> all the nuggets yeah. that you shared and everything. And uh, if you just stay back one second, um, I'll be right back with you, but I'm going to go ahead and close out. And I just really appreciate you. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank you for having me. This was a pleasure. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, you guys. So I hope you enjoyed this show of according to Sasha podcast. And um, if you are out there and you want to be on our show, send us an email, according to Sasha at gmail.com. That is according to number two, Sasha, S-A-C-H-A, at gmail.com. I spelled that for the people who's listening. And so, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, so we definitely want to see you on the show. Whatever your business is, or if you're a creative, if you're an author, you're a speaker, you are... Um, an artist, you know, whether you sing or you paint, whatever it is, if you are making money or you're doing some type of transactions, you are a business. And with that, being a business or entrepreneur, then you always have a seat here on the According to Sasha podcast. So definitely, you know, send us an email. Or if you are interested in being a show sponsor, send us an email as well and we can get all that information to you. And we also have giveaways that we're doing. We did one this month. We're going to do one again in July. So if you have products and services and you want to be an in-kind sponsor and you want to go ahead and throw some, you know, some gifts or whatever out here in our little pot and give to the people, email us that as well. And then we'll, you know, get all the information to you and get all your details and we'll set it up for our July giveaway. But I want to thank you so much for being with us tonight. Remember to like and follow and share all of our platforms, subscribe where you can subscribe, YouTube and all the streaming platforms. And we will see you again soon. Uh, next Thursday, we won't be with you because that's you know coming back from the holiday. But we'll be back with you on July 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We'll be here with you guys. So remember to 
Command your day and be great in everything you do. Bye, guys.